It's Tuesday, April the 7th, 2020. You are listening to another episode of Class with Dr. Fryer, coming to you from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Well, good evening, and welcome to a an audio recording of a virtual keynote that I shared on March the 23rd, 2020 for our faculty as we started remote learning in this COVID-19 coronavirus or neo-coronavirus sort of era of, of Earth history. Uh, the title of this presentation was Tips and Strategies for Remote Learning. And in this presentation, which runs about 31 minutes, I told a story. I shared three important ideas. I talked a little bit about the learning format of our professional development that we were engaging in that day, which was some um, synchronous learning together and then interspersed with some asynchronous uh, choice-based learning. I talked a little bit about packing your survival kit for remote learning, which really was about a thriving kit, not just surviving. And then lastly, designing remote learning, some tips and ideas there. So uh, if you would like to access the slides for these, you should be able to link to those from the show notes. But you can also go to my website, designcreateshare.com. And if you click the webinars link at the top, you will see archived video and slides from a number of different presentations that I've shared. So without further ado, let's turn back the clock to March 23rd, 2020 for tips and strategies for remote learning. This conference will now be recorded. Well, good morning, everyone. It is March the 23rd, 2020, and this is Dr. Wes Fryer together in a GoTo meeting with 93 of my friends and colleagues, 94. We want to welcome everybody to this Monday of remote learning. And as we were having people join, we were just kind of sharing some silver linings that are uh, happening as a result of this um, of this time that we find ourselves in. And so what we wanna to share today, hopefully, are some helpful tips and strategies for you uh, to think about. And also, I think this is probably the most important thing for us to remind each other that we are here together. That while, as you know, Roxanne mentioned, you know, being at home, we've got different people, you know, in all kinds of situations, whether you've still got kids at home or you're by yourself, you've got animals, you know, but we are a community and we're a family and we are together. And so uh, first I just thought I would share some of our check-in results. Now these were mostly before eight o'clock and you can see that we really needed some more coffee uh, we only had one person who said they had had plenty of coffee by the time they did their survey. That could have been someone who filled that out really late. Um, and then in terms of things to look forward to, uh, top answers were uh, collaborating with colleagues and uh, spending more time with family, I think. Was that right? Um, and so anyway, those those all had some results. Here were, here were the write-in results that some people had. Uh, drinking lots of tea and coffee, having easy access uh, for naps to the couch, uh, figuring out the role that they have since they're not teaching, saving money on gas, uh, listening to music, going on walks in the neighborhood, sharing laughter and fun, um, treading the water and digital learning. Some of these got a little bit cut off. Uh, so anyway, we're certainly going to have some opportunities to to learn together. And what I'd like to basically do today is I want to start with a story 
I want to share three important ideas that if you don't remember anything else, hopefully you remember these things. I want to talk a little bit about the learning format, which has been created, and this was not created by myself. This is a team effort that our leadership team and our technology team and our uh, our uh, department and grade level leaders, uh, multiple people have been collaborating. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And then I want to talk a little bit about packing a survival kit, but it's really not just to survive, it's to thrive, because I think we we can really emerge from this time stronger than ever both individually um, as well as as a, as a school. And then lastly, just a few thoughts about designing remote learning. So we're gonna try to do all that by uh, about 10.05. So I think we'll, I think we'll be able to get there. Um, but let me, let me start out with a story because, you know, our brains are really wired for stories. And as we share videos and we have chances to interact live with our students and with our colleagues, uh, stories are good. So the story I want to tell you goes back to actually 1992 uh, when I graduated from college and I had a chance to go to Mexico City and live there. And so this uh, lovely photo on the left is my immediate family. Uh, my sister Trudy is across who now lives in Liberty, Missouri with her husband and children and my mom and my dad. And I gotta tell you, my parents were pretty concerned about me leaving the relative shelter of my college environment and um, heading off to another country. And uh, the, the, the beautiful thing that happened at graduation, among other things, was that we met a family uh, who were the parents of one of my, my classmates, uh, the Conaways. And so Vern's parents, who are pictured with their kids on the, on the right much later in 2010, happened to be stationed at the embassy uh, in, in Mexico City at that time. And so what ended up happening was basically they adopted me. And so um, moving into a new culture with a family that was, you know, not only back at home, but was also, you know, uh, an adoptive family was really a big deal. Well, we are moving into what some people would call, you know, uncharted territory, terra incognita. Now there've been lots of folks who have been doing distance learning and online learning for a long time, but I don't think anyone would have predicted that, you know, here in March of 2020, suddenly hundreds, if not thousands of schools around the world were going to need to do remote learning where the kids and the teachers are, are all at, at home. And uh, this map is one of my favorites. It's the most expensive thing the Library of Congress ever purchased. It's called America's Birth Certificate. It was the first map to show the Western Hemisphere surrounded by water. And um, it was it was based based off of the voyages of Amerigo Vespucci. And uh, historians will argue that the reason we're called the Americas today and not uh, you know the Colombias is because of this map. And one of the things I really like about this map is it it has that written on parts of it, right? Because they didn't know what that land was. And so as we move into this time, there are three important ideas that I really want us to keep in mind. And the first one is, you know, what is remote learning? Um, our leadership team picked remote learning very specifically because this isn't just like online learning or distance learning as we've construed it. Um, some of us have taken classes before that are um, online, but um, what we're talking about here is something different. Oh, shoot. Doggone it. And I just turned off my, <laughs> oh my gosh, sorry about that. I had intended to turn off my camera and I ended up turning, 
canceling myself out of the meeting. So let me uh, try that one more time. You know, what would it, what would this be if we didn't have some technical difficulties? What I realized as we were starting our meeting was that one of the computers that I had was not going to allow me to share my screen. And so I was needing to was needing to do that from another computer. So here we go one more time. And we'll try this one more time. All right. Are you seeing my screen again? If you are, you can respond in the chat. Yay. All right. Hey, well, there's a good example. What is remote learning? It's, uh, you know, venturing into the, the unexpected and not knowing exactly what's going to happen. I won't click any more buttons on that computer. Uh, the first point that I want to remember is you are not alone. I've already said this uh, earlier, and it's you know just important to repeat. Um, we're on teams. We're in different divisions. We're in different areas. But you know we have somewhere around 170 both part-time and full-time colleagues, and there are even more online. Um, we're, we're companions together, and you can see I've got a little Lord of the Rings vibe going here that I know at least. Uh, that Josh Bottomley is going to be a fan of here. We're, we're big Lord of the Rings fans in our house as well. So to continue with that, uh, you've got this, okay? Uh, this is one of my favorite scenes at the end of The Return of the King when Sam is back, you know, with his family. Families take care of each other, right? And we are a family uh, at Cassidy. And so we're going to take care of each other. And you've got this. The things that you're going to be doing and the uh, ways in which you're going to be stretching and growing with your students are, are going to be enough. And we are going to be there to support you and to help you as we're all growing and doing new things. Um, third of all, one day at a time, one step at a time. All of us have different experiences. And, you know, I've done a bunch of video conferencing and, and webinars and distance learning, but the unexpected happens, right? Just just happened here in the middle of the of the presentation. And so we're gonna be adaptable, we're gonna help each other. Um, and uh, I, I, I encourage us all, of course, to, to be patient and to have empathy with each other because it's gonna, it's gonna be hard, it's gonna be challenging, but we're gonna do this together. Um, if you've joined us after we kind of gave the initial introduction, I wanna point out to you that there is a chat window in the upper right corner, and that's open as a back channel. We've got 100 of us here in the room now, and so feel free to go ahead and say hi and have a, a sidebar conversation there as we continue. So, all right, story's done. There's the three important things. Let's talk format for today's learning. Uh, today, we are having opportunities to be remote learning students. Uh, we're doing that now. This is the first time that I'm aware that in our school's history that we've ever had a virtual day of professional development. In fact, several days because we've got these three days before you know, we start with students on Thursday. And so I, I personally think it's really important to have chances to learn um, as, as students. And so we're gonna have some time for that today. Uh, we started our morning with a check-in 
Okay, we're shifting from Lord of the Rings to Frozen. Actually, I think this may be my only Frozen animated GIF, but uh, we started with that video from uh, Nathan and then that wonderful song by, by Jen Matias. And to preview a little bit for tomorrow's check-in video, you can look forward to hearing from Ashlyn Dickinson and Father Tim Sean Humans. Um, we're trying to model some of the ways that we'll be able to check in with our students because checking in is going to be important. And so using a Google form, using what we might call a no edit video, um, although kudos to uh, Nathan and Kurt Foster, I know helped him with iMovie and was able to get the get his video edited. And um, we've got you know tutorials about doing that, but we're we're having a chance to experience this as teachers. Here's your big Scrabble words, and I promise this is the most jargon-filled slide I will share today. Uh, but in terms of how today and tomorrow have been designed, especially today, it's really a blend of two things. Right now, we are in what's called a live meeting. Okay, this is a synchronous meeting, uh, but it's certainly teacher structured, right? As your presenter today, I have, um, you know, structured this and hopefully in such a way that it's going to it's going to be you know controlled and we're going to we're all going to get something out of this when i tested google hangout meets with my fifth and sixth graders the week before spring break uh it was a little more chaotic because i myself didn't realize at that time you know students could remove each other and mute each other and i needed to give those instructions and since then google's changed it so that the organizer you know cannot be <laughs> muted or or removed and students can't remove each other Anyway, it was a bit chaotic. And so uh, we're going to be uh, structuring these situations. We're going to practice. In fact, I would say one of the most valuable things today that hopefully you'll get to do several times is to connect to some hangout meets. I know our department chairs and our grade level leads have already done that. Um, but after the next 30 minutes of asynchronous learning, which really starts at 10.15, I'm gonna go just a little bit into the, into the uh, the time in, in between that or the break, um, we're going to be able to connect like that. And so, we're, but we're blending it because we're not just doing this live, we're giving you a chance to do independent self-directed learning, what some would call asynchronous learning. And so this is going to be a blend. Um, we are trying to model the delivery of short chunks of content via video. And right now, I'm not doing a great job of chunking it, right? Because I'm I'm sharing basically a 30-minute presentation, but it's purposeful. We wanted to bring everybody together, give people a chance to see each other if you happen to come in early. But when you make video and you create videos, what research has shown us and experience is most kids don't want to watch a video or they have a harder time watching a video that's longer than 10 minutes. Now, it doesn't mean you can't give more content, but if you can break it into pieces, shorter chunks, then that tends to be more easily digestible by your students. And so it's better to do, say, you know, two videos that are like five minutes long, even rather than one that's 10. You're going to just want to play with that and get a feel for it. But just know that's something that a lot of other people who have done instructional videos have found to be helpful. We're definitely collaborating with colleagues today, right? We're collaborating right now and we're gonna continue to. Um, one of the great things that I'm so thankful for is that we've been a Google school now for I think over 10 years. We've used some of these tools, but we're really gonna lean into them as we're, we're getting ready for remote learning. And we're also you know, equipped with laptops. That is not the case with, with every school. And so I, I, I know that there's ways that we could certainly be more prepared 
but I, I really applaud our teams uh, and just all of you in the ways that we've pulled together and got the a plan together and, and we're moving forward. And so collaboration is going to be a really important part. Uh, I got some great news for you. Okay, the shared use of digital power tools has been authorized. Okay, it's been authorized from the top. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about Google tools. I'm talking about things like Seesaw, uh, things like Hangout Meets. These are phenomenal tools. And and honestly, this is not a, you know, by the way, if you want to do the dog the dog dog roll call, uh, that's happening right now in the chat room. Thank you, Brianna. Um, we have never had tools as powerful for collaboration as we do today in 2020, and that's really good news. So fourth point, let's talk a little bit about packing a survival kit. You know, I used to actually travel with the Swiss Army knife, and I think I had three of them confiscated by Homeland Security because I kept forgetting to take it off my keychain. And finally, I just said, forget it. You know, I'm not even going to get any anymore. But, uh, you know, I, I'm a Boy Scout and grew up with, you know, thinking about being prepared, right? And so we, uh, we want to have a survival kit, but I don't want to just survive this. Um, how many of you remember Gilligan's Island? In fact, let me throw a question into the chat. I want you to tell me who your favorite character was on Gilligan's Island and why. And you can type that into the chat if you go up to the upper right corner. The chat is not captured, by the way, uh, by this recording. Um, but, um, you know, my my favorite, uh, I suppose, was probably the professor. You know, he's the smart guy who was figuring stuff out and, uh, you know, kind of bringing science uh, to the uh, to the community there. And if you think about Gilligan's Island, I mean, I don't think we would, uh, you know, obviously fiction, not a real survival situation. They didn't really just survive, right? I think they really thrive. They did well. And why did they do well? Well, it was because they collaborated. They each had different gifts. They had different things that they brought to the group and, and they shared them. So we've got lots of answers uh, for Gilligan. We've got Marianne. Um, I think Gilligan's the winner as far as the uh, the chat room informal vote there. So I said I was going to start with three important things, but maybe this this should have come before everything. Um, I want to encourage everyone to start with wellness and self care. My friend Jason Neifer, who I do a Wednesday night uh, YouTube live web show and podcast with, um, said this I think two weeks ago. Uh, he's the he's at the Montana Virtual Academy, and, and they do nothing but online learning. He said, teaching students remotely should not mean you work 18-hour days. And there is going to be a tendency, I'm afraid, for many of us to find ourselves working long, long hours. And I'm not saying in any way that we're not going to work hard. We are going to work hard. But what I am saying is we've got to take care of ourselves, right? Uh, there are people getting sick. We were talking before this started about some of us who know some different people who are sick. And um, over there on the right, I wrote set and communicate personal boundaries. This is really, really important. And uh, thankfully, our division directors and our leadership team has set up schedules that we're going to be starting with that I think do a good job trying to establish a new routine, a new normal. But it is absolutely vital that we take care of ourselves and we look out for each other. In fact, I'm going to challenge each one of us every day to reach out to somebody uh, who's on our team and just check in with them. All right. Just see how things are going, because um, self-care and wellness, people sometimes have thought, oh, it'd be so easy to work from home. 
It's not. I, I did that for five years and it is challenging in different ways. It has rewards and silver linings, but it also has some real challenges. So um, this is a fantastic article that I'm sure you've seen a bunch of different articles, but this is from The Verge on March 11th and it's called How to Work from Home. Um, it's on our resource page for wellness and self-care. And there are six things that it talks about doing, and I've heard these in other places as well in terms of encouragement. Have a separate workspace, if you can, where that's where you're going to work. And so, In fact, some people will even say, put on your shoes. Uh, do you all remember how Mr. Rogers would come in? What would Put into the chat, what would Mr. Rogers do when he came into, uh, it was the studio, but it was his house each time. Um, and he, he did this as a routine. You could count on Mr. Rogers doing at least two things every time he came in. There you go, Patty Morgan, you win. Sweater and shoes. Uh, and Brianna says, put on a cool sweater. You know, and he, he changed his shoes. Okay, so that was just part of the routine. I'm not saying you have to do that, but I'm going to actually try it because part of what we need to do is hack our brains. When we're at home, we're used to, you know, being at home, thinking home stuff. I know we all have phones and we have computers and there's this blend that happens between work and home, but now it's going to be more muddled than ever. And so articles like this that you'll read have a separate workspace, establish a routine, include your non-working hours. You may need to make appointments with your spouse, with your children. Uh, dressing the part is what we were just talking about with, with shoes, you know, getting up, showering, uh, you know, cleaning up, just Nobody is going to know if you're not doing a live video, you know, what you're wearing, but your brain will. And so that's something for us to really work on and plan for. Know your body. Respond uh, as your body gives you signals about, you know, rest that you need, breaks that you need. Uh, negotiate boundaries with your family. That's really important. They actually said the article don't have kids, but that was a joke and I didn't put that on there. Uh, but but it can be challenging, right? Because we're living together much more closely than we ever have before. Um, and uh, Amy Hanneman is putting into the chat, you know, for those of us with home, helping the kids to navigate this as well as uh, as we're working. And so I think you've heard from division directors and from Josh already um, that we want to recognize that we're not, we've got to scale back, right? We can't cover as much. We can't do as much as we were. There's a lot of adjustments that are going to need to be taken. And so um, we're going to want to focus on wellness and self-care and, and, and emphasize that with our students as well as we are with our colleagues. Um, getting the tools you need. We're going to be here as a technology team to support each other. And, um, you know, if your computer breaks, we've got, you know, uh, laptops that you can check out at the school. We've got laptops that families have been picking up. Michelle and Sandy have done a great job organizing that with Jeremy and Heath. And, you know, we're just we're going to try to make sure you have the tools and then you're able to be supported as you use them. Um, in just a moment, we're going to be going into an independent learning time. All right. And so uh, you'll have an opportunity to be able to be in some modules that we've created. And these are going to grow over time. But um, these are set up where in most cases there's a video you can watch and there's some other resources. And we're going to have two of these today. So we're going to have time for you to go into one of these modules, 
watch a video, explore some resources, try something, and then we're going to have people available, facilitators, in Hangout Rooms. And you're going to be able to link to that the same way you got here from that Google document, and they're there to answer questions. So just as we're being able to you know, put in chat here, it'll be a Google Hangout Meet that'll have chat, but it'll also have everyone with their, their cameras on and their video. So um, let me just say a quick word about platforms. So it's great that we have so many tools and choices, but it can also be overwhelming to have too many in use. And it can also be really hard to support everybody if people are using a lot of different things. So our encouragement is to please start with our supported and suggested platforms. What does that mean? Well, it means our Google tools, okay? And Seesaw and MyCassidy. If you're gonna use another tool, we ask that you coordinate that use, especially if it involves a login, right? If kids are gonna log in, um, please coordinate that with your department chair, with your with your team lead, your grade level read, lead, as well as the technology department. Um, hey, I've got innovation in my job title this year, right? I am your instructional technology and innovation specialist. So I want to support innovation. But at the same time, we're going to have a lot of people uh, potentially asking about password resets and how do I get into that account? And I know we're working with the lower division for this. Um, you know, we've got a comment in the chat about no login needed for Zoom. On the one side, that may sound great. On the other, um, accountability is important, right? Who is connecting to that call? The ability to record that call. When we use a, a Hangout chat, there's a button right in the corner when you click settings that says record. And one of the things that other um, schools have talked about is whether or not they want everybody to record their classes for students to protect everybody. I don't think that decision has been made yet for our school, uh, but this is what I'm going to suggest that we start and then we coordinate because we're going to need to pivot, right? This is, we're in very, a very dynamic time. It's a very fluid time um, and we're going to, we're going to need to you know, realize that the, the best laid plans, you know, oftentimes need to need to be ad ad adopted and changed. So I recognize we're at the top of the hour. I'm going to ask for your indulgence for just a, another couple minutes because we started about five minutes late, and then I'm going to get you out of here in about four minutes to go ahead and take your break before our independent learning time uh, begins. So um, I want to let you know that our technology team and our administrators have put together, I think, a very robust plan for support. We have pivoted our ticketing system uh, to a system called Freshdesk uh, rather than SchoolDude. And what that allows us to do is to not just respond to faculty staff requests as we've done in the past, but also student requests and parent requests, parents who don't have a Cassidy.org email account. And so what we're going to encourage everyone to do is to check the frequently asked questions that we've been building and to um, you know, let us know if something needs to be added there. That's going to continue to grow in the days and weeks ahead. But everybody who needs technical help can do the same thing. And that's simply emailing helpdesk at cassidy.org. And there's a team of us that are responding. And so as tempting as I know it is to go ahead and send a, uh, oh, my wife's coffee's cold. I better She's gonna have to. She's gonna have to suffer for a minute. I'm seeing. I'm reading the chat. I need to stop looking at that. Um, as tempting as it might be to go ahead and just email Jeremy directly, or or email me, or email Michelle. Please, please send your email to helpdesk at cassidy.org because 
you will be able to have a team response and we'll be able to respond more quickly. Um, our group is staffing that from 8 a.m. until 8 p.m. We're taking you know shifts and time. And so um, you know that that would be our first recommendation after you if you're not able to find that answer in a frequently asked questions. Um, so please consider how you might use frequently asked questions yourself to reduce email overload. Uh, I know some of you have already started a Google document and that could be one that you share in your grade level or on your on your team. Um, you, you might consider linking that from your class pages and that's something that we can help you do in MyCassidy. Email is challenging, but it's also something that everyone can use. And so what we wanna try and do is provide as much information to you and to parents and to students as well, so that everyone's default isn't just immediately sending an email. Please hear us that we're not saying don't email, all right? That is not our message. But the message is first, if you can, check and see if that question has been answered for you already. And if so, you can save everybody an email. Um, because email is, is definitely going to be a challenge, but we're going to do it together. So last little thoughts, and I've just got two minutes, so we're going to skate through this pretty quickly. Uh, designing remote learning. Um, we have set up our website so that you can think about these different phases of instruction. Delivery of ideas, interaction with your students, and then assessment. These are gonna grow, and whether you are using Google Classroom or Seesaw or MyCassidy, you're gonna find resources about each one of these. This is a model, which I'm gonna not, we'll probably talk about this at a greater length later, but I'm just gonna plant the seed here. Uh, it's called SAMR, and it recognizes that pretty much all of us will start at a substitution level. That means I used to do this with paper and pencil or in, in person, how do I do this with technology? And not everything is going to fit with a substitution task. But the SAMR model suggests that we can be not just staying at that level, but we can be augmenting, uh, using technology as a substitute, but improving in some ways. We can be modifying and even redefining. And what Courtney said about a collaboratively written play that they're doing now with our theater students, wow, that I think would probably be a redefinition. Without those kinds of collaborative tools, yes, they could be writing it together, but not in the same fluid way that they're going to be able to see each other's work and the, and the efficiency with which they're going to be able to work. And so the last little suggestion I have on a design level is this, and I've been thinking about this and working on this for a number of years, um, actually with, with Shelly, is this idea of design, create, and share. Design the experience you think you want your students to have, and then ask them to create something that they're gonna then share back with you. Maybe that is a slideshow, maybe that's an image, maybe it's a document, maybe it's a video, but as we think about the, the learning experiences we wanna have with students, I like that idea of design, create, and share. So, oh gosh, I, I promised you not more slides, so don't read any of this, just know there's a great book. We'll be talking more about this um, a little bit later. And <laughs> I just got a phone call from Chris Halpern and that jumped out of my slideshow. I'll talk to Chris in just a minute. Uh, this is a great book by Scott McLeod and Julie Graber and it's called Harnessing Technology for Deeper Learning. Um, and we will be talking about additional ways in which we can use these tools to deepen the learning that we're having. So last announcement, you're gonna be getting an invitation. So excited about this. 
to a private Facebook group. And this is an instructional collaboration group on Facebook. We are not requiring anyone to join Facebook, right? So if you do not wanna be on Facebook, that is fine. This is optional. There will be other ways to get support and to get help, but a large number of people are on Facebook. And so uh, we've been talking as an as a administrative team and a technology team about this, and I'm excited. So that will be coming from Brandon Crosno and I uh, probably later today. Um, are you ready to shift? We are shifting. Uh, we're moving into some new territory, uh, but we're moving into, I would say, a more blended learning culture. We're not leaving behind all the things that we know are good and the face-to-face -face experiences and the hands-on learning, but we're certainly for this time of remote learning going to be shifting into more of a blended learning culture. And just as my parents felt you know, more safe and secure knowing that I had a family in Mexico City that was gonna be taking care of me, uh, I hope that you feel the same way too, because you are not alone, we are together. And as I said earlier, uh, you've got this. The things that you're going to do, the ways that you're going to, man, Chris wants to talk, um, the ways that you're going to be uh, presenting ideas to your, your kids, together we're going to thrive as a family. So I have gone seven minutes past our time. I want to thank everybody for joining us live. This recording will be made available to you. Uh, and so your charge now is to go forth and learn independently for a little bit. And then following our schedule, please connect to one of our hangout rooms where our facilitators are going to be there and we're going to uh, answer questions. So I'll go ahead and start, stop the recording, but the chat will stay open. And if people want to ask questions or talk, we'll actually leave the, this meeting open for just a little bit.